This is the Zach Ansbury Show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Chris Villani from Foodland Supermarkets Australia. Um, yeah, so you mentioned earlier that, you know, you started from the Institute and, you know, through your RA, uh, research assistant and a research associate, we now call them marketing scientists. Yes, yeah, so no, I, had, I, had, I had noticed that. That was <laughs> it's a, little, it's a little bit fancier than uh, <laughs> back in my day. Um, other people seem to like that role and uh, it seems to have taken off a little bit. I've created a new role here. Um, so we have a program. I'll get back to my question in a second. I diverge. Um, Every, every year we have a cohort of undergraduate students who yep. try research for, with us for yep. eight weeks. Yep. So it's really a two, um, it's a double blind review in a way. It's not blind, but it's a double review. So they get to see in eight weeks, what's this thing called research and do I like it? Mm. So they get to work with um, a supervisor here, someone like a, a Professor John Dawes and, and me. And we'll have already thought out a topic quite a lot. We'll know the literature. Mm. We'll know where the data is going to come from. And we'll ease them into research. And they'll end up producing something like a conference paper. Um, and then it's a, so they can see, do I like research? And then we can also then screen out candidates before they get to a two-year master's degree and see, do we actually like this candidate? Do we like their attitude? And are they capable of doing a master's? Because we no longer have honours. And so we used to always call them, um, or they were called, uh, summer vacation scholars. That's right. And um, we've always discouraged our, well, we, we think of them as employees, to refer to themselves as students. So we have marketing scientists who just happen to be doing a master's by research. And we have senior marketing scientists who just happen to be doing a PhD. So their primary role is actually their job and the way they're contributing to the world. And they're getting a research education as a side. So I've invested that into this summer pro- summer vacation program. So we don't call them summer vacation students anymore. We call them summer vacation scientists. And I think that's a really that. no. Look, no, I think that's actually a really good call as well yeah. because I guess there's not necessarily a negative stigma with being a student, but when mm. you call yourself a student, you see yourself in a certain way or others see yourself in a certain way. But having kind of grown up at mm. the Ehrenberg Bass Institute, you're anything but a student, <laughs> yeah. anything but. It's, it is, it's vastly different being here. It is. Um, and I didn't realise just as much until not only had I started to go to, in junior PhD year, you go to, they call them doctoral colloquiums. Yep if I'm even saying it right, and it's basically the other PhD students from the other universities, you'll congregate, talk about your research. It's a good networking opportunity. And you hear about the sometimes the lack of opportunities that they get. Sometimes they can't even tutor courses. Um, this is something our master's students do, and the PhD students aren't doing it. I was running a course after I finished, running a postgrad course after I finished, and then I was doing research for, like, multinational organisations. It's I, I, I alluded before the fact that I'll, I feel incredibly lucky yeah. to have, have started at the Ehrenberg Bass Institute. It's probably not until now that I've been um, working outside the Institute for probably around eight years or, or seven years now where I just realised the profound impact that uh, the Institute has actually had on not only my professional career but also my development as well. Mm. I, I still constantly talk about the Ehrenberg Bass Institute on a daily basis, <laughs> not in an obsessive way, <laughs> but just because everything that I had learned while I was here, without a doubt, I apply every single day of professional life. Yeah. The mentors that I had here taught me something that I still apply 
every single day in in my life. And it's probably not until you just stop and you just reflect and you think, you know what? I probably didn't actually appreciate or at least know Mm. what an amazing opportunity it was until you don't actually have that anymore on a on a daily basis and i'm, I'm absolutely much uh, more rounded as a not only as a marketer but i think as a professional from having been here i think it's it certainly toughens you up which mm. i think is a is yeah. a really good thing um and it really prepares you for the real marketing world as well and one of the things it, it, it really does do even if you're not a big fan of research and academia it really taught me how to frame um, an argument, and that is so important. Right. It is so important. Yeah. I hadn't actually thought of, or I had before, but I hadn't thought about it from that perspective in terms of framing an argument because what I find um, in, in, in similar experience, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about marketing or anything work-related, the level of thinking, and I tell this to especially as uh, uh, that you get from you know, just doing an extra research degree and higher degree by research, you're forced to articulate your arguments and to counterbalance different people's arguments to form your own opinion. And you kind of see that playing out a lot in the world, actually, where people just hear talking points and then change how they think about the world from them. That's right. All of my emotions were dropped up there. <laughs> it was literally just get to the facts. Yeah. Here are my facts. Where are yours? Yeah. And that's, um, that, that has really held me in, in, in fairly decent regard yeah, so and, far. And because like, uh, I won't get into the, what the argument was, but I was talking to someone recently about um, something that was happening in the world and they put forth a case and I put forth a case and like when they had said something that they had said was a was a fact and I said well where does that fact come from and what the evidence was behind it and I said oh like it's actually the evidence behind the talking point fact was actually not very strong at all it was an anecdotal story really and when I pointed out that that's not a very um, scientific way of thinking about the world and not an evidence-based thinking about the world, there's a little bit of a conflict there. And I'm like, so what I'm looking for as a researcher, and I was trying to explain to them, um, is, you know, big studies that have looked at big samples of people and, you know, have been properly produced type of thing. Um, changes your way of thinking about the world. It does. No, look, look, it really does. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite fortunate that in my current marketing team, I actually have some some graduates of the yeah. Bass Institute, which is uh, which is a, a a really nice thing. Yeah, I, I've noticed that. So, um, is there a reason that you kind of that you would oh, not drawn to, but why you decided to recruit more people from the institute as opposed to looking outside? So, I think the third the first thing that I should say is. They got um, they they got employed because they are brilliant in mm. their absolute own right. So yeah. they were they were very all of them are very strong candidates. They um, ticked all the boxes, and I think that's one of the things that the institute does extraordinarily well is that it actually does make people work ready. Yeah. You can you can get someone who thinks um, a similar way to you, which isn't always a good thing, by the way. Sometimes it's always good to be challenged. Mm. But one of the things that I do reinforce to the team a, a bit is the fact that we are lucky that we 
kind of got grown up and brought up with the laws of growth and marketing science. And I think we take for granted the fact that if you're not living it and breathing it every day, Mm. it can be quite difficult to comprehend and also apply. And the fact that I have a team of marketers who know it like the back of their hand is just an absolutely fantastic Mm. thing. And it makes my job uh, very easy and they make me look very good. (laughs) <laughs> that's what you want. That's right? that's right. Everyone that's right. Want to make you look good. It's good to hear that they're doing quite well. Because um, I know about Nicole Reese uh, Richards and uh, PJ Tan. Yep. Am I missing someone? And and Regan. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, of course. She, she's the newest one, isn't she? Uh, yes. Or, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I completely forgot that she'd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So both of them are. are all three of them, wonderful, wonderful people. Brilliant. Yep. Um, I, like I, out of all of them, like I probably spent more time with Nicole because Regan did a. She was a research assistant with yep. us, so she was. Um, she sat downstairs and research assistants kind of they come to the networking events and whatnot, but you don't see them as much. But Nicole, I got to know quite well. Wonderful, wonderful girl. Um, yeah. She doing well. Yeah, she's doing she's doing she's doing extraordinarily well. And one one of the really good things about certainly about leading people, and at this point in my career that I am, I I, I absolutely love seeing people develop. And Nicole has been in my team now for I should know this probably about two years. I've got to say about um, two. And the growth I've seen within her in those two years has just been yeah. extraordinary. I've seen her. I'm, I, I I still remember the day that I interviewed her, that day to where she is now it has been absolutely amazing. She's wow. come in leaps and bounds. And that's as 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 a manager, as a leader, that is just that is just so fantastic to see. And she is the future of of marketing. And wow. that's really nice to for me to help shape that. Yeah. I think I mean I suppose that is a little bit of a credit to you as well. Like if you're in an environment that doesn't allow you to develop and or, or a leader who's not allowing you to develop, then that's not a great thing. So you've obviously created a nice culture for them to do that. Oh, look, I certainly, I certainly like to think so. I certainly like to think so. And and again, I'm I'm very lucky because I have a I have a great marketing team. I also have a great merchandise team who are who are very experienced. And again, they the the growth and development I've seen of them has been fantastic. And and I'm only doing what was allowed to me. I. I mean, my five years at Foodland, I've been able to grow and develop so much myself, not only as a marketer, but as as a business leader. And it has just been um, absolutely amazing. Hey, guys. It's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime... If you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.